Money FM 89.3, best of the breakfast huddle. The bigger picture, only on Money FM 89.3. Money FM 89.3. Good morning. It's The Breakfast Huddle with Elliot Anker and Ryan Huang. It is time now for The Bigger Picture. And Ryan, when things are getting hot, what do you do? You aggressively turn down the temperature. Although, I don't know how the Fed is going to do it with regard to inflation. That's a big question. Will they raise it by 100 basis points? The earlier expectation was 75. Much earlier was 50. Now, with the hot inflation numbers these days, um, you... Well, have to stay tuned to find out in two weeks' time. Oh, the frying pan is getting bigger and bigger. <laughs> <laughs> Overnight, we had a really hot inflation number coming through for June in the US yeah. at yeah. 9.1%. And that was above the consensus forecast of 8.8%. So a new 41-year high. And that is pushing expectations of an even more aggressive Fed in time to come. So that might mean possible hard landing if things don't play out well. And it seems like the MAS in Singapore has just announced an off-cycle move following the hotter inflation data to tighten its margin policy. And separately, we've got the GDP data for advanced estimates for the second quarter in Singapore coming out this morning at 4.8%. And that is under consensus forecast. Now let's get a bigger picture from Selena Ling. She is the Chief Economist for OCBC Bank. Morning, Selena. Good morning. Hey, thanks for joining us. It's a busy morning, I'm sure, with all the data coming through. But let's start with the MES move first. Off-cycle move, the next meeting was supposed to be in October. It's recentering the midpoint of the Sing Dollar Near policy band up to the prevailing level. No change to the slope and width of the band. Help us walk us through why it's doing this and what it's doing. Well, I think if you take one step back and you look at the broader global picture. I mean, we have seen a lot of very hawkish rhetoric and moves by the major central banks. So just yesterday, actually, the Bank of Canada surprised financial markets with a 100 basis point rate hike. So, you know, what you said earlier about 100 being the new 75 uh, mm. is really coming true. And MAS also, you know, basically surprised market a little bit with a second off cycle tightening this morning with the recentering to the prevailing levels. I think basically the idea is that it's appropriate to take a further calibrated step to lean against price pressures becoming more persistent. And they actually upgraded both the headline and the core inflation forecast further for this year. Yeah, so this pretty much um, helps the MAS keep pace with the other central banks in the region. What does this do for the currency when it comes to the Sing dollar strength versus, for example, the US dollar? Well, in the last couple of sessions, we already saw that the trade-weighted Sing was bumping ahead the top end of the band. So I guess the judgment really was that no time to waste is to provide a little bit more policy headrooms as we you know, head into the July Fed FOMC, for instance, mm. where the debate now is whether the Fed is going to do 100 instead of 75 basis points. So I guess, you know, generally, inflation has continued to overshoot on the upside. And while there are still hopes that we'll see some stabilization towards the end of the year, but really, I think for the Singapore case, the upside inflation risk is really two-pronged. One is, of course, we could get further fresh shocks to the global commodity prices. But I think the other more pertinent uh, factor really is the tight local labour market. So we have seen resident wage uh, growth actually jump 7.8% year-on-year in the first quarter. And despite, you know, the border reopening and allowing of more foreign workers coming back. But generally, the local unemployment rate remains very low. And I think the situation is going to remain very tight for the manpower front. Yeah, how about the competitiveness of uh, exports come to the equation when you tighten monetary policy, Selena? 
I think the current environment actually demand, uh, especially for some of the manufacturing electronics goods, remains fairly resilient. So we haven't seen that hit to trade despite, you know, the last couple of tightening moves by the MAs. I think it's, you have to read the global picture where everyone is more or less moving in lockstep as far as monetary policy tightening is concerned. So I don't think there's any particular loss in competitiveness on the export front for Singapore. And going ahead to October, are you expecting further scope to tighten even further? I think it would really depend on what materialises from here because the market expectations for the Fed and the ECB and all whole host of other central banks are also very dynamic and they're all shifting further and further you know, out in the spectrum in terms of hawkishness. Mm. So we will have to keep an eye on how both the external and the imported uh, inflationary pressures pan out in the next couple of months. I would say that the end is not in sight yet. I think most global central banks and probably MES included is now you know, focusing very much on this idea that inflation expectations may become entrenched. So what that means is that they will continue to tighten monetary policy even in the face of a growth slowdown. Yeah, data dependent to some degree. Right, chatting with Selena Ling, she is the chief economist for OCBC Bank. Selena, talking about data, we had the advanced estimates for second quarter GDP for Singapore coming through this morning. 4.8% growth. That is under the consensus forecast of 5.2% and under your own forecast of 5.3%. Walk us through what's happening here with the growth picture for the second quarter. Sure. I think it did come in a little bit under our radar for the second quarter growth. Um, you know, with the border reopening and the relaxation of a lot of the restriction measures, we had actually hoped that there was a bigger catch-up in terms of the construction activity and also on the domestic services side. But nevertheless, I think the overall picture remains quite similar we are seeing manufacturing outperformance uh, still holding up very well in the second quarter. And lagging sectors, you know, construction and the service side, I think really will weigh down a little bit by the slow return of the foreign workers for construction. Mm. And also in terms of the wholesale and retail and transport sector, which they see momentum slow a little bit. Yeah, and when you talk to people and your clients and businesses, are you hearing that recession narrative coming through? Because we hear headlines about how there are hiring, slowdowns, cutbacks in staff, tighter monetary policy headwinds just weighing on the mood for borrowing. Is that likely to play through in the coming quarters and slow down growth even further? I think on the external side, I mean, it seems to be quite clear that the US economy probably hit an air pocket in the first half of this year. They are likely to see a technical recession when their second quarter growth numbers are out. I think there is growing concerns about the Eurozone entering a recession because of the energy crisis, in particular for industrial economies like Germany. And of course, the Bank of England did predict that the UK would go into a recession next year. But I think in terms of the global growth, um, we are not really expecting a global recession for 2022, mainly because we already have you know, six, seven months of data under our belt. And unless you see a very sharp turn to the worst mm. in the second half of this year, we may narrowly avoid a global recession. But I think in the case for Singapore, actually growth has been relatively healthy for the first half. And growth expectations really very much still centered around our 35 to 4% growth forecast for the full year. So I don't think we will see a full year growth recession year on year. But of course, you know, like I said, there's a lot of global monetary policy tightening going on, the financial conditions have tightened, the business and consumer confidence are taking a bit of a hit because of all these negative headline news and of course uh, rising interest rates and financing costs. So I do expect quite a noticeable slowdown in terms of growth momentum going forward. So I think technical recessions, meaning two quarters of consecutive sequential slowdowns, 
may be on the cards for most economies, but we really have to see what happens from here. Will the central banks back off in terms of how hawkish they're going to be? I think that's really the picture we will want, need to watch in the next three to six months. Mm, Singapore on more solid footing relatively, but a lot of moving parts to track in the coming months. We've been chatting with Selena Ling. She is the Chief Economist for OCBC Bank. Selena, thanks for your time and we'll catch up again with you soon. Thank you. Before acting on the information on Money FM, please consider if it's suitable for your own investment objectives, financial situation, and risk tolerance. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download our audio app. That's A W E D I O. Available on Google Play or the App Store.